unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. We want to be saved, right, from these trials that we're going through. And we're like, okay, I'm at the brink. I'm at the end. I'm at the end of my rope. I, I, if God, if you're there, if you're going to help me, please, right now, this is, this is your last shot. Jesus, take the wheel. Take the wheel. (laughs) And it seems like sometimes it's just after that point when help comes. Because after the trial of your faith, not at the brink of the trial of your faith. What? Hey guys, so we are here today to talk about something very important because I feel like at some point in everyone's lives, we felt maybe like we're alone. Or like maybe we don't understand why God allowed something to happen or that maybe he's left us but we know that he doesn't and we've taught that and we should believe that because he won't ever leave us but that's what we're going to talk about today is that jesus will not forget you and he won't forget us and so we're going to just kind of share some experiences maybe some scriptures and hopefully our testimonies can be strengthened of that this episode brought to you by Kirtland Water. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Signature purified water with minerals added for taste. Thanks, Costco. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's taste those minerals. Cut. What the heck? <laughs> All right. Back to the subject. What? <laughs> okay. So even in that um, little thing you just did... Jesus right. didn't forget you then either. So great. Um, we all wish yeah. we could forget. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where do we start? Where do we start with this? Have you ever felt forgotten? So I know that when it comes to um, these these topics about challenges in life and and whether or not God like where's God in all of this and these trials, people are looking for sympathy and empathy and comfort and. Um, I'm probably not the best person to deliver that because I'm more of a, I'm more of a, you know, if there's a problem, let's fix it and move on type of guy. This is the way it is. Just straight to Live the point. Live with it. Kind of straight to the point. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm sorry. I, there may be, I'm sure there will be experiences later in my life that will soften my heart a little bit. It hasn't been tried enough yet. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that will come. But I wanted to start um, with a scripture, a couple of scriptures, Matthew 16. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So we're all familiar with that scripture. But I think sometimes we think of a cross as this heavy thing you put on your shoulder. And then you get to the top of the hill after enduring, carrying it. And you lay it down and God gives you a pat on the back. And it's just like, good job holding that cross for a little while. This is what the next verse says. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. A cross isn't just a heavy thing that you carry around for a while. The cross is what you die on. You know, like you're not just carrying it to endure for a little bit. 
you are going to die like Jesus did. You're following Jesus to death, not just to the top of the hill. I have a quote actually by Pete Enns, who's he's not a member of the church, but he's a Bible scholar I like. Uh-huh. But sometimes when we're in the midst of trials, like metaphorically, we're going to die. And like Jesus on the cross, we may wonder, why hast thou forsaken me? Like it might seem like God has forgotten us. And we might metaphorically die because of those experiences. But that doesn't mean God has forgotten you. It just means that there's something that's coming a little bit later, you know, Mm -hmm. and that is the resurrection. So when you're carrying these crosses, don't be surprised if you die on them, but remember that there's the resurrection coming. I think like one thing to add on to that when I was like looking at this, uh, one thing that kind of made sense to me was like Jesus felt all of our pains and suffering, past, present, and future, everyone around the world, and then he died for our sins. What sense does it make for him just be like, all right, I felt exactly how all of you guys have felt, all of your trials and just bad things that happened. Let's dip. We'll forget about you guys. Good luck. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. someone so loving and who cares for us, he wouldn't just leave us after he's experienced everything that we've gone through. Yeah. yeah. But I do think there are some things that we do have to go through. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? yeah. But, but yeah, you're right that it doesn't mean he's forgotten us yeah. or that he doesn't want to aid us. Mm-hmm. just means that there's something else. There's, a, there's an end game that uh-huh. we're getting to yeah. later on. I yeah. Think. And I think about... Um, so there's the story of the Jaredites when they are in their little vessels and they go to the promised land, right? And I think about um, when I went, I think it was when I was on my mission where I got like a better understanding of this scripture. And it was like, kind of like one of those moments where like, whoa, how have I never read it like that before? Um, but what's really cool is when they are kind of going along in the water, there's a part that says, And the Lord God caused that there should be a furious wind blow upon the face of the waters towards the promised land. Okay. And then in the next verse, which by the way, this is in Ether 6. I'm reading verses 5 and 6 right now. Um, In verse 6 it says, um, And it came to pass that there were many times buried in the depths of the sea because of the mountain of waves which broke upon them, and also a great and terrible tempest which were caused them the fiercest of winds. So they were buried and tossed and turned and probably pretty scared. But it already tells you before that, before the fact that they're tossing and turning and getting shoved under the water, that um, the Lord was pushing them towards the promised land. And I think about why couldn't God just gently glide them there, right? Like, why did he have to send the force of some powerful winds to make them toss and turn and grab onto each other and kind of maybe cry and be terrified and throw up all over each yeah, other. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's and it's, be real. <laughs> and even though they have these lights, like it's probably still this like, you know, you're in an enclosed space, it's dark, it's scary. But then I had this realization. If he would have just glided them so slowly, who knows how long that could have taken, right? And you think about the the wind and the power that got them there was a faster way. Yet a harder way. And not that all things in life are like that. Like our trials don't always mean that we're getting to a certain point faster, but in this sense, I think it was. And then as soon as they got there, they realized that it was God who led them there all along. And then they rejoiced and they prayed. And I think that was, I don't know, it's just like a really, really good example. And I think about that a lot 
about how sometimes when we feel like we are just drowning and just keep on going under the water of life, that sometimes it's on purpose and sometimes it's just part of life. But like, you know, you don't know until you get to the end. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to the famous scripture in Ether 1227 about this is kind of what you're talking about, David, is that sometimes when we have these trials, like holding our cross, like being more like Jesus Christ, and sometimes you have to metaphorically die. In Ether 1227, it, it also tells us that it is in these trials that we become closer to him, that we are closer to him. And yeah, that's just some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I know from personal experience, like from what you just said about going through trials to get closer to him. I, I, I know I've shared this before, but a little rundown. I got stuck in the States at the start of COVID by myself, no family or friends, just thrown into another country that I've, I've been before, but not alone and living alone. Mm-hmm. Two years later, I've grown so spiritually. Uh, like Temple back home was a 40-minute drive. And then being in Provo, Utah, I have two temples in walking distance. Yeah. Like I wasn't doing anything, so I'll just go to the temple in the gardens to sit and read my scriptures. Like I had heaps of trials. I still have heaps of trials living in the States, but overall I've grown so much closer to God by going through those trials, pushing through it, figuring out where I fit in what Heavenly Father's throwing at me. Mm. Man, it seems like God sometimes just, like, we want to be saved, right, from these trials that we're going through. And we're like, okay, I'm at the brink. I'm at the end. I'm at the end of my rope. I, I, if God, if you're there, if you're going to help me, please, right now, this is, this is your last shot. Jesus, take the wheel. Take the wheel. (laughs) And it seems like sometimes it's just after that point. Mm. when help comes because after the trial of your faith not at the brink of the trial of your faith what (laughs) (laughs) you get you get the witnesses of god after the trial of your faith oh yes yeah you're referencing that scripture sorry i was confused (laughs) yeah well yeah it is after the trial of your faith Mm -hmm. right and like that's a that's a real trial like you're gonna be on that cross wondering where god is and then you're gonna die and then you're gonna die and, and, and sometimes, <laughs> I know, I, what, I'm serious. No, I like where this is going. I do, but I'm just curious. I'm not curious. What does metaphorically dying mean? So, okay, so I, I need to clarify when I say, like, you're going to die. Uh, Thank you. What I mean by that, what I mean by that is that oftentimes God is going to let you get past your breaking point, you know? Sometimes you, you might break, and that's okay because it's God who's going to make you whole again, you know? And, and you, you know, it's hard to be whole unless you're broken first. And, and there are a lot of lessons in that. And afterwards, you know, you look back and you see his hand in it. But yeah, I think it's important to recognize also that that your faith in God shouldn't necessarily be conditioned upon how quick his response time is, mm-hmm. you know? That's true. Um, jumping into um, Daniel, book of Daniel, chapter three with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They're going to be cast into a fiery furnace. And what happens is so interesting. Um, They're talking to King Nebuchadnezzar and they say, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Great faith that they have, right? Mm -hmm. And great hope. Do you remember what their next three words are? Oh, if he wills. But if not. Oh, yes. I love the but if not. Okay, yeah. But if not... If he doesn't save us, if we go to our fiery demise, Mm -hmm. 
Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I think that's so awesome because historically, terrible things happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think God has a bigger picture in mind, you know, and and even in cases like this, of course, they are saved, right? They are put into the fiery furnace and they are saved. Um, Maybe they're saved because of the faith that they demonstrated after saying, but if not. Could be, could be. But, But I think my point is that whether you're saved at the last second or not, we still need to trust in God, you know, in his plan. And I think that's where faith really becomes a, a, a alive. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just really dark. Yeah, just, <laughs> just talking about just like, I'm getting really... It was great. It was great. Metaphorically it's dying, good, literally good dying. Yeah. One thing that keeps me moving, especially when I get thrown into a trial, is that uh, First Nephi 3.7. There's just the faith of the scripture being like, all right, Heavenly Father, send me this trial. He's done it for a reason. I know I can get through it. And just like you said before, the Shadok, Meshach, and Abednego, like, if I don't, then I still have faith in him. Like, I know that there's always an after the trial. So, like, yeah. that's, that's always one thing that keeps me moving throughout my life in general. Yeah. I have a, a really quick personal experience that I'll let be my last words um, of this episode. Is, so there, there was one time a couple of years ago where I was just feeling like I don't know, confused and angry at the world and whatever was happening in my life at that time. And I think I was just like crying in my bed. Um, unlike David, I am a very touchy feely crying person. <laughs> and, and I was just really sad. And I, growing up, you know, whenever you're sad and you sometimes are like encouraged to or think to like pray and ask for some sort of comfort, some sort of guidance. And so I did, but here's the thing is that I was feeling like pretty, like, I don't know, like I didn't want help from God in that moment, even though I obviously inside needed that. Um, and so I was praying with the intention of coming out of that prayer, still feeling angry and the same. Um, I don't know why it doesn't make sense, but that's just what was happening. And the second that I literally just like said out loud, dear heavenly father, I just like couldn't even choose to be angry anymore. It was, it was like the weirdest thing. So like, just like that like overwhelming peace that people talk about. Like I never really felt it as other people explained it before, but like right then I was like, I want to be angry right now and I can't. And so I think that if you are ever wondering in any sort of mental health challenges that you're going through, life challenges, anything, if you're wondering if Jesus has forgotten you, if God has left you alone, um, just remember that like even for me, when I kind of didn't want him, I guess he was still there. Um, and so he just never will leave you. You can never be alone. So I, that's just been a really powerful experience that like, I just think of often and Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, and I think it's just, just to wrap up, I think it's important to realize that we should be looking for God in all sorts of different ways. Um, he often works through other people, right? Mm -hmm. And there are resources out there that if we are humble enough to take advantage of can be a real help. You know, whatever your trouble is, if it's physical or mental or emotional, there are resources both inside the church that the church provides that are great and outside the church that are designed to help you. Um, So don't forget about those as you're seeking help from God, because sometimes that might be the answer to your prayer. Just throwing that in there. Are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done talking about this. Somebody else end this, I think. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. Hopefully you learned something or had a 
thought about what we talked about today. Uh, if you did, leave them in the comments. We'd love to read them, uh, see your experiences. And yeah, make sure you like the video, subscribe if you guys are new, and we'll see you guys next video. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.